Dan Perkins Media proudly presents Moms Across America, a program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. All right, welcome Moms Across America. This is Vicki Tonkins with my co-host Annie Eubulus, and we are so happy to be with you today. We want to thank you. And also, I want to let you know that you can go to danperkinsmedia.org and select Moms Across America and see our shows. The new ones are uploaded every Friday. And remember, Moms Across America, go check us out. Okay, commercial. Always got to do my commercial. You know that because I cover for you. I love you. Go and get your free constitution. Where do you get your free constitution? At ashbrook.org forward slash constitution. Now, listen, I've been saying this for two years now. Okay? I'm going to say one more thing. Don't just go get the Constitution and set it on your desk. Open it up, read it. If you just want to read it in sections at a time over a period of a couple of days, it's an easy read. Don't just get the free Constitution. Moms, dads, read it. It's very important. Okay, so now we just had a ruling from the Supreme Court, Annie, yeah. and both of us are pretty ticked about it. So they basically ruled that a fence or any impediment to those coming across to America illegally should be removed. Well, Annie, what do you think about that? <laughs> Gee, let's, let's try that in Russia or China or North Korea and try to cross the border illegally and just where exactly. that's going to land you. When is it? illegal to protect your own sovereignty. Just please tell me that. Since the UN and the WHO and everybody else got their clutches into our the guy who's sitting in the White House right now, that seems I mean, to be their mode of operation. Illegal aliens, I'm sorry. Illegal is a word meaning you committed a crime. Okay. You're alien, so that means you do not belong in this territory. This is a sovereign nation. If you cross over illegally and you're an illegal alien in China, you will never see the light of day probably for the next 20 years, much less That's if right. you do it in Russia or North Korea or any other nation in the world. But why do we have to be the one nation in the entire world that must have open borders? Because America is free. America is that country where many from other places want to come and to have a better life. We have freedoms here. In All I'm saying is people want to come here because America's free. Mm. We can have our guns. We can have a home. We can have good paying jobs if we work hard. There's so many things that we have in America that these people don't have in their countries. So I get it. I understand it. But what about those people who have done it legally? I was at a meeting last night and a woman was talking about she's been here since 1975. She said, I'm a legal alien. And then she made it clear to us. She said, when I got here legally, they gave me a card and it had the word alien on it. It's the legal and the illegal part that's the, the, the defining factor. 
there's, so, there's one thing that people don't understand, Vicky. What what we we earned these rights. We fought for these rights. Our forefathers fought for that. You and I every day fight for them. My yes. second husband was a legal alien. His family came across legally. My current husband is also a legal alien who is a U.S. citizen. His family came across legally and they earned the right to be here. Simply because yes. we have these freedoms does not mean that we turn around and drop our borders and say, everyone come across because we fought so hard for these things, come across and enjoy our benefits. Instead of taking care of our own citizens here at home, first and foremost, we are not responsible for the rest of the world. We are responsible for that's our point. little patch of this earth here and now. Will we help you earn these rights and freedoms? Yes, we will help you but not at the expense of our own citizens and our own sovereignty. They keep talking about changing or making the process to become a citizen better. First of all, if these people have been here legally, they haven't broken any laws, they've done everything that they have been asked to do, why do they have to wait years and years and years to get citizenship, yet they want to just cross the board. Those who come here illegally want to give them all kinds of benefits. I, I've, I've, I've spoken to so many people and I've had also members in my own family. It's backwards. Yeah. Well, I've spoken to so many people and even members of my own family that have tried to come over here legally and have had to go through a minefield of hoops they have to go through to become a legal resident in these United States. And yet, if you break the law and you cross the border illegally, you get a carte blanche. You've got a, an NGO, a, a, a non-government uh, uh, agency that will help facilitate your travel over here. And they will give you clothing. They will give you cell phones. They will give you bedding. They will they will jump through hoops. Why? Because our federal government pays these NGOs to process these illegal aliens, on top of which then they give per body X amount of dollars for each one they process. It's a money-making industry for them. So rather than using our taxpayer dollars for people that need it here, that are legal residents, that are citizens of this nation, that are veterans that fought for this nation, rather than using those tax dollars for what is necessary here, they're giving it to a government agency to facilitate the invasion of our nation. What's that saying? Follow the money, honey? Follow it's the money. always about a dollar, and I'm so tired of it that people are lining their pockets on the suffering of other people. It's wrong. It should be criminal for what they're doing to these people. They are, it is criminal. But the unfortunate thing is, is that we're not prosecuting them for criminal actions. Well, the government's backing them. So how do you prosecute that? When you have the judges and, and everyone else on the take, how do you prosecute that? I mean, my goodness, look at what's happening with President Trump. That would never happen if President Trump had a D behind his name. Sorry if you're a Democrat, but I'm just telling the truth. It, it would never happen. 
I no. mean, it is all the evidence about Biden and he said it out of his own mouth that he's been involved in pay to play, yeah. that he's been involved in this well, and I, nothing is done. Nothing. Unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. You got Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, washing her phone. What is it? With, what do you use? A little soap and water? Idiot. Like she's, no, no. She's yeah. Like she's, she doesn't know what she's talking about. But the problem is that we have with the border. It's not something that occurred just yesterday. It has only been Absolutely acerbated not. under this administration. This is a decades long in the yes. making. Back in the late 90s, there was an article. I don't remember. It was Newsweek or Time. I've yet to be able to find it. But the headline was OTMs, other than Mexicans coming across the southern border, where they were finding Qurans and they were finding prayer prayer rugs in the desert in Arizona and Texas and California. They were having to put up signs in Chinese to help direct these illegal immigrants to whatever processing centers. So this is happening decades ago. I lost two friends in the police department that were murdered by illegal aliens in New York City. It's not a southern border anymore. It is nationwide. And I think the nation is finally waking up because who is being hurt the hardest? Those of us that are here legally, trying to work legally, losing our jobs, losing places to live. And heaven forbid you're a veteran and now you're homeless on the streets. You will not get a bed where an illegal alien will. And it's now affecting the heart of America. And in this election cycle, it's going to be a major factor. Mark my words. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, you know, like you were saying, those are our own people here in America who are out on the streets and are suffering. They get pushed to the side. I mean, I think I can't remember what state it is. I think. I think it's Chicago, in Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, where they it was in a black community, and they had all these. They condemned the building, had all these people moved out of their apartments after for years they had been asking them, please fix up these, please upgrade, please do the things that need to be done. Had them back in, renovated the whole thing. And what do they do? They move the illegals in. I believe that was New York City. They are steaming mad about it. And they're starting to see the light that this is what this administration is all about. And they don't care about the black community. They want to move you out, move the illegals in, and they'll be their new voting block. And I'm going to say something to the black community right now. You did it to yourself. <laughs> You've been voting these people in for decades. They've never done a doggone thing for you. And now you're paying the price. And all of a sudden, you're going to wake up and be mad about it. You did it to yourself. So fix yourself. Yeah. Well, at, Vicky, it is so much to the point where about two weeks ago, there was a one of these major news networks went out into the Bronx, went on the street, sent the gal out there on the street with the microphone, asking people in the heart of the Bronx, who would they support for president? And to a person, they were saying Donald Trump. They were in the heart of a black community where you would think you would be saying Joe Biden or anyone else but Trump. And I'm sorry, the nation 
is now waking up. And what we yes. saw in Iowa and what we saw in New Hampshire, that's just the start, baby. That's just the start. And on top of which, you have that uh, person challenging Biden, uh, Dean Phillips, surprisingly yeah. yep. came up with almost 20% of the vote. People are going to start asking, who's this guy, Dean Phillips? Yep. And they're going to say, oh, we, maybe we do have an alternative to Joe Biden. The nation's waking. The sleeping giant is awake. It's going to be a pain in their side. But I got to tell you, you are right, Annie. America is waking up. They're starting to see the, those little sleeper cells that we had of people that just were oblivious to what was happening. All of a sudden, they see the light. And they're <laughs> going to go to those elections. And they're going to vote. And I got to tell you, they're going to come up with some kind of way to, to prevent that from happening. Well, we're almost out of time in our first segment, and we're going to come back here. And I got to tell you, we may just continue that and throw some other things in. You just never know what's going to happen on Moms Across America. We'll be right back. I'm Dan Perkins, the author of a new historical romance novel called Sad Eyes. It is a story of a young woman, a beautiful Irish lass with red hair, green eyes, and curves that won't quit. She is born in 1912 in Waterloo, Iowa. She decides she wants to be an ER nurse, but she wants to move away from Waterloo to the excitement of the big city. She is accepted at St. James School of Nursing in Chicago and began a life as a true American patriot, serving her country in two wars. She fell in love with the love of her life. She takes the longest honeymoon in history. This novel is full of twists and turns and is difficult to put down. You can find Sad Eyes at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and J. Carroll Publishing. Dot com or through your local bookstore. Get it, read it, tell people about it, and write a review on Amazon. This is Dan Perkins. Well, welcome back to Moms Across America. It's Vicki and Annie. So, let's talk a little bit of politics this second half. So, we just had, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> so, we just had the Iowa caucus then after that we just finished new hampshire yesterday so what was the major difference that you saw any between iowa and new hampshire gee an awful lot of write-in ballots a large number of write-in ballots and it makes you wonder where they came from but the one thing i really did notice out of the back of the field came this little horse trotting forward on the Democratic side by the name of Dean Phillips. And people are starting to turn around and say, Dean who? Do you mean there's <laughs> someone actually running against Joe Biden besides Marianne Williams, who's been running against any Democrat for the last umpteen presidential primaries? I got to give the girl credit for keep on trying. But this guy, Dean Phillips, for the longest time as the initial votes were coming in, was sitting directly behind in the number two sp spot. What was number one? Write-in ballots. Gee. Very interesting. Yeah, well, I, I find that very, were, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, before we came on to the second half of the show, we were talking about the write-in ballots, and we were talking about open primaries. 
one of the things we have here in Colorado, which I absolutely detest, is open primaries. And the reason I do not like them is exactly what we just saw in New Hampshire. We had a prime example in the New Hampshire primary of why open primaries are a disaster. So here you have President Trump. He's been up in the polls all over the country. So he wins New Hampshire with 51%. Oh, DeSantis dropped out, and now we have Nikki Haley. And she got, what, 40-some-odd percent? 43.3. How do you go from 19% to almost 50% in a week? We know the secret. We found out that the people in Iowa, the Democrats in, in, in New Hampshire, excuse me, in New Hampshire, many of them were asked to go vote for Nikki Haley. <laughs> that is what you call an open primary. When you have unaffiliated or people who have not decided they want to be a Democrat or Republican can go in and screw up with the results. That's why I detest open primaries. Well, because I, 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 each party, Democrat or Republican, should be able to select their candidate, not someone else who doesn't want to take a stand. Well, here in South Carolina, we have open primaries. And you do not register by party. We just recently passed legislation that would allow us to voluntarily put on our voter ID cards. Yes, we have voter ID on those cards if we are registered as Republicans or Democrats. That's voluntary, not mandatory. <clears throat> Still do not have party registration. So open primaries, which means the other party can influence your primary. This is something we have been battling. We have to change our state constitution. And what we have coming up on February 12th is not the official primary. It's called the presidential preferential primary. It keeps us first in the South, but then we have our regular primary come in June. So it's going to be very interesting because they're going to battle in our state now twice. That's pretty much how ours is as well. So ours is well, our uh, presidential primary is March the 5th. And then we have our other primary in June. Then you have your general election in November. Why? It's ridiculous. And this is now the, the presidential primary has not been here for a very, very long time in Colorado. However, we have seen on the Republican side, we have seen how Democrats will go over to the Republican side and put in the weakest candidates that we have in order for them to win. And that's the reason a lot of the counties in the state of Colorado are no longer red. Well, it's also, as you said, the previous segment, follow the money. With this first, always, always, because now we have a big petition um, where a lot of candidates petition on the ballot. Well, I mean, if you're a person who needs a job and you can get anywhere from 15 to $20 an hour or $20 per signature, you're going to go out there and you're going to bust your butt to get those signatures. Those signatures don't have to be verified. You're still going to get paid. So they go out and they get these signatures and they call it grassroots. I'm like, seriously? Mm -hmm. There ain't nothing grassroots about that. 
you're paying somebody to go do your dirty work for you. Come and talk to the people at assembly. Come present your case to the people at assembly. They don't want to do that. You know why? Because they know the deal. Most of the people here, they know your voting record. They know have you, how they have not represented the people. And they know they can't get through assembly. But all it does, it just makes the people more angry because you never come and talk to them, Mr. Candidate. Yeah. And these it's primaries have got to be closed. Yes, I, I do agree. And like I said, here in South Carolina, we've been fighting for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. New York State has closed primaries. You register by party and it's on your voter ID. And I'm sorry, um, it is a Republican primary. So Democrats or independents or undecided or whatever you want to call yourself flavor of the month should not be deciding who our candidate should be. Absolutely. And the same goes for the Democrats. We should not Absolutely. be influencing. Why would you call it a Democratic primary or a Republican primary when you're allowing anyone to vote in it? I'm sorry. And when you mention follow the money, follow the money on this too. Because those who are for open primaries, they're the ones, they're the they're the donor class, they're the they're the people who help or they have businesses who help these candidates to petition or help these candidates do certain things. So they're getting paid. So it's always about the money. It's it's sad, I hate it, but it is always about the money. And until we change some things in our country, I don't think most of us even believe that we have fair elections anymore. No, that's true. And that's sad. But it also brings money into the campaign coffers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the campaign exactly coffers. Now, as we saw in New Hampshire, this guy that came from behind and gave a bit of a challenge to Joe Biden in the primary yesterday in New Hampshire, this guy, Dean Phillips. Now, he doesn't have a campaign offer, but the fact that he made a showing, I'm going to say today he's waking up with a bigger bank account. And, I wouldn't doubt it. And for those that are thinking about crossing over and voting for Donald Trump rather than for a Democrat, he may grab some of those votes. And I think in the upcoming states, let's take a good look at this guy. I mean, he's young. He's impressive. He speaks well. He does the Democratic line. Um, he's not a moderate, but he is someone that may be a little bit more in the brain than we got with uh, our uncle, uh, creepy Uncle Joe. Well, what do you think is going to happen in South Carolina? That's the next stop. Well, the next stop, um, Nikki Haley, she's got a bit of a following here. Yes, because it is her home state. Uh, but yet it's still Trump territory. It is Trump territory. Now, we recently had our county GOP quarterly meeting uh, this, this past Monday. And we had someone come up to speak for Trump. And we had someone come up to speak for Nikki Haley. And I would say the people in the room were more Trumpers than we saw for Haley. And the woman that was representing the Haley campaign, she's a friend of mine. I just felt bad for her. <laughs> it's like, you know, she's a sweet, sweet woman. Uh, love her dearly. Uh, but she wasn't getting the same reception as the people that were listening to the gentleman that was speaking for Trump. And he's going to be here within a matter of a day or two starting the campaign if he's not already here now. My county was the strongest one that carried Trump in the state. 
Um, so I'm expecting to see him show up here. You'll show, show up in Charleston, Columbia, and probably here. Yeah, I find it interesting that people are so surprised at the showing that, that President Trump is having. I think what they have failed to understand, or maybe they don't want to understand it, is that President Trump, he had four years to show what he would do. And he showed us very well what he would do. He put America first. The economy was thriving. I mean, I don't know about you, but it seemed like everything was just good for everybody. Well, People were happy. They had money to be able to do some of the things that they hadn't been able to do for a very long time. And then we have the 2020 election. People are looking around going, whoa, wait a minute. Why am I paying twice as much for everything that I was four years ago? What is going on? What is happening? No. So it, I think things that people are looking at, Andy. I mean, we talked, we touched a little bit on the first segment, but I think it, the the bottom line is economics. If yeah. you can't put gas in your car or food on your table, and your tax a lot of dollars are going to illegal aliens instead of going onto and, your 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 dinner table, when you're paying three dollars and eighty nine cents for the same loaf of bread you were paying ninety nine cents for back in twenty nineteen, when you're putting gas in your car at two dollars and ninety nine cents, I saw coming back from Charleston on about two hours ago, when I paid a dollar eighty five, just prior to the election, the last presidential election in twenty twenty. When people are seeing that they're spending anywhere from fifteen to two thousand, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars more a month, I mean that's a mortgage right there. When they see interest rates starting right. to climb up, and they now cannot afford to purchase that home, the people that are now being forced to rent, and now rents are going up. Rents are going up. Electricity is going up. Yes, your your cell Everything. phones are going up. Everything is increasing in price, and now people are starting to forego things they need, necessities. And now Absolutely. we're starting to see, especially with senior citizens, medications they can't afford anymore. What do you exactly. choose? Food on the table or your medication? And this is the road that Joe Biden has put us down on. And everyone across the entire spectrum in America, it doesn't matter your race, color, or creed. They're feeling it in the wallets. And yes. if you hit someone in the wallets, they're going to hit back. Yep. And, and that's what back people, at the ballot box. And that's what I was going to say. That's what people need to remember. When you go to the ballot box, remember, well, how was your life before 2020? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I felt it going to the store, pick up just a few items. You know, you know, in your mind how much that's going to cost you. And then when you when it, everything rings up, you're going, wait a minute, that's twice what I paid last year. What what is going on? You know, th those are the realities, and we get that, Mom. Those are the realities, our world, our life right now. So I'm all for getting us back to where we were pre 2020. <laughs> so because I want to do a few things and and some things I can't do right now. So <laughs> I'm ready to get back to that. Anyway. No more champagne. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us here today on Moms Across America. Like I said before, it's Moms Across America. Check every Friday, 
you can find our shows. And remember, Moms Across America, you are America. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.